This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about how to be happier. This week we'll talk about the calendar of catalysts and we'll also talk to writer, photographer, and activism and leadership coach Karen Walrand about her new book, The Lightmaker's Manifesto. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City in my little home office, and joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, my sister, the sage. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., but Gretch, I'm about to go to Puerto Rico to start shooting the second season of Fantasy Island, so I will be recording from Puerto Rico. Let the adventure begin. Yes, yes. Now, before we launch into this week's episode, we have a couple updates. First, we want to apologize for deadnaming actor and producer Elliot Page in our conversation about the movie Whip It in episode 362. We really appreciate all the listeners who reached out, and it won't happen again. Also, we got an update from listener Lindsay, a pharmacist, after episode 363 about tips for swallowing pills. She said, I appreciate you stating that some pills should not be crushed as this is completely accurate and can cause medications to either not work appropriately or even cause significant side effects. However, rather than talking to their doctor, people are more likely to get a quicker and more reliable answer from their pharmacist. Additionally, I advise caution with telling people to take medications with yogurt, pudding, or any other dairy-containing food or beverage because some medications will not work if taken with dairy. Again, for questions about how to take medications more effectively, talk with a pharmacist. This is the role of the pharmacist, to improve health through appropriate medication use. So excellent point, Lindsay. Talk to your pharmacist. Gold star to all the pharmacists out there. Yes. So listen, this week our Try This at Home tip is to use the calendar 
of catalysts. Yes. And Gretchen, explain what this is, because you know I love a good name for something, yeah. and that's a great name. <laughs> exactly. So we are a big fan of any reminder to stop and think about, do we want to make change in our life? Is there something that could make us happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? And a lot of times it's very helpful to have some kind of outer milestone to remind us to stop and reflect. And that might be the new year with a New Year's resolution. It could be a milestone birthday. It could be Valentine's Day. It could be an official day like Earth Day. Now, sometimes questioners and other people Mm -hmm. object to using something like January 1st, which they consider to be arbitrary. But the fact is, sometimes even if it's arbitrary, it's still helpful to have this, this catalyst for reflection. And as I write about in my book, Better Than Before, which is all about habit change, it really can be useful to have this feeling of a clean slate, a fresh start, sort of a date happens, and then we feel like there's a new leaf turning over. Yes. So... We need lots of these, right? Yes, um, yes. Uh, all throughout the year. Yes, and Gretchen, you're creating a calendar of catalysts. Yes. It's like a menu of dates to use yes. as reminders <laughs> to stop, yes. evaluate, and plan. Yes. And the idea is let's have tons because no one would use all of them, but you could pick and choose the ones that resonate with you. So we're going to just throw out a bunch, but we want more suggestions because some of the months don't have any entries. We want to have lots and lots of all different vibes to suit anybody's nature. So so as we're reading, be thinking of what (laughs) you would add and send them in. And also, I will say some of these are tied to a particular date, and that date might change a little bit from year to year. And and then you would want to reverse the solstices and change the seasons to suit your own hemisphere. So we're going to give them (laughs) for this year and for our hemisphere, but everybody should suit themselves. So Lizzie, you kick us off with the most obvious and popular one. Yes, the biggest one, January 1st, New Year's Day. It is a very popular time to reflect It's also the start of the first quarter of the year, Q1, which for some people is resonant. Yes, yes. So it's Q1. And then February 15th. This is a date that I've kind of made up. You may have heard of Quitter's Day or Fall Off the Wagon Day because people will often cite research showing that by the end of January or mid-February, many people have already stopped keeping their resolutions. And so I think... Originally, I was thinking of February 15th as discouragement day because that's Mm. often when people start feeling very discouraged. But then I'm like, no, what's a better word? Determination day. Uh, Reframing. Yes. You stop, (laughs) you think, you stay determined, you evaluate, you think about what you could do to do something different going forward if something's not working, how you might reshape it, rejigger things so that it works better for you. So on February 15th, you affirm your determination much better. Yes. And I like that because it's easy to remember because it's the day after Valentine's Day. Yes. Right. Now, Gretch, this is my favorite, March mm. 4th, which is <laughs> March 4th as in F-O-R-T-H. Yes. yes. March 4th to new better habits. I right. love that. Yeah. I think that's so yeah. fun. Well, because of the Latin phrase that they sent for your step forth, it reminds yes. me, got me yes. thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. So a listener hinted at that. March 20th for 2022 is the first day of spring. Mm. And it's also the spring equinox, which means that day and night are of the most equal length. And I think for many people that there might be a metaphorical association with that day. So they might like to tie it to the spring equinox. And then there's April... First, which is the first day of Q2, second quarter. Right. So, 
Right. So if you're going on the quarters, that's that. It's also April Fool's Day. I don't know how that might tie into it, but maybe somebody could think of some whimsical way. Mm -hmm. Uh, May, we got nothing. We got nothing for May. Please send in your May. June 21st is the first day of summer, and it's the summer solstice, so it's the day with the most sunlight of the year. That feels kind of full of meaning and purpose, perhaps. Yes. And then July 2nd is halfway day. It's the 183rd day of the year, so it marks the halfway point. And then also July 1st is the start of Q3. Yeah, and I want to say something about halfway day because I've, I'm, I'm enchanted with this idea. Yeah. So Chuck Palahniuk wrote an essay called The People Can, which was all about his experience visiting a submarine. And this is in the collection called Stranger Than Fiction. So he wrote, Before departure, the family of each man on board gives Chief of Boat Ken Biller a shoebox-sized package on the night that marks the halfway point of the patrol— called Halfway Night, Biller distributes the boxes. And I've never forgotten reading about this custom, and I think it's great to celebrate the halfway point of any major undertaking. So maybe it's, you know, it's the halfway day of the year um, can mark something. Oh, you know, it's Rust 22 and 22. I'm at halfway day. Or if there's a big project, like maybe you're doing a big home renovation or something, you might want to mark halfway day for that as well. I just think that's really helpful to mark those milestones of progress to to energize. Yes, Gretchen, I'm going to figure out the halfway uh, day for Fantasy Island season two shooting and mark that. Yes, there you go. (laughs) Well, I'll send you a little shoebox full of helpful (laughs) snacks or something. Palm tree uh, (laughs) themed items. Yes, yes. And then August, we don't have anything. Got nothing for August, so think of things. September 6th, okay, so I think this should be called La Rentrée Day. Mm. So in French, La Rentrée means re-entry. And in France, people use La Rentrée to refer to the re-entry period when people are getting back to school and work after the summer holidays. Mm. Now, they do not have an official date for La Rentrée, but I think in the United States, the day after Labor Day is basically the day that we sort of generally use as our La Rentrée. You know, people say September is the other January. And that's because we feel like everything starts up again the day after Labor Day. And this year, 2022, the day after Labor Day is September 6th. So I am calling that La Rentrée Day. I like it. September 22nd is the first day of fall and the fall equinox. So again, day and night are the most equal length. October 1st is the start of Q4, if you're using the quarter system. We don't have anything for November. <laughs> yeah, December 21st here, it's coming up the last, uh, the first day of winter. And the winter solstice, that's the day with the most darkness. Mm. So these these are the calendar dates that we have for the calendar catalyst. And here's a couple things to note. One is often you might use that date for reflection and to kind of think about how to reshape it going forward. But it is the case that often when people are starting a new habit or re-engaging, they like to do it on a Monday. That's mm. often how we think of it. So you might think, okay, well, there's halfway day, but then I'll start on Monday or whatever. Or you might want to start on the day itself, but I'm just pointing out. Yes. And one of the things about these dates is we're throwing out lots of dates because the idea is that people would choose something that strikes a bell for them. If nature is important to you, You might want to use the summer solstice because that natural cycle is appealing. Elizabeth, you you love whimsy, so you like March 4th. Yes. And a business person who's sort of on the Q cycle Mm -hmm. might think of their own life, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, because that might just feel 
very familiar and kind of the way their brain is already working. Whereas for someone else, it's like, what is this Q1, Q2 thing? It feels, it doesn't feel natural at all. Yeah. And then of course, Gretchen, as you mentioned, questioners don't like arbitrary dates, Yes, which is why they often don't like January 1st, New Year's resolutions. So they should probably feel better or more motivated if they pick a date that seems justified. And rebels, they're always wanting to live up to their identity. So they might benefit from starting on a date that feels really suited to their identity. Like Mm. if they have the identity of being very attuned to nature, then something like the solstice might, might appeal. And again, if you don't know if you're a rebel or a questioner or an upholder or an obliger, you can take the quiz, quiz quiz.gretchenrubin.com, take the quiz. And Alyssa, I think also, you know, you could use your the calendar of catalyst, but I think also sometimes people like to incorporate rituals to yes. mark a fresh start and a clean yes. beginning, a new beginning. Yes. Love those rituals. Yeah. I can imagine, let's say you're starting to do a lot more reading. You might clean out a shelf mm. to like, here's the shelf where I'm going to put all the books that I'm going to read this year. Or mm. for starting on halfway day, I'm going to start, I'm going to get back into reading 21 and 21, just like I did last year. And here's where I'm going to put the books. Or you write something down and burn it or whatever. Yes. I, I think I think a ritual can help us feel engaged. I know I love a ritual, Gretch. Yeah. I'm a sucker for a ritual. Yeah. And a whimsical ritual, all the better. Yes. And again, if you want to read more about this in my book, Better Than Before, I write a lo- about a lot of things that are related to this, particularly in the strategy of first steps, the strategy of the clean slate, and the strategy of identity. So if you want to, I'll put links to Better Than Before if you want to look at that. But we need more suggestions. Yes. We, we, I- we, we, want, we want ideas for every month. Multiple ideas if we can have them. So listeners, if you have ideas, please send them to us. And also let us know which dates on the calendar of Catalyst appeal to you and why. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 364 for the calendar of Catalyst and everything related to this episode. I cannot wait to hear the ideas. Coming up, we have a happiness hack for book lovers. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretchen, we are back with this week's happiness hack. Yeah, so this we know that listeners love to read, and we also know that listeners like to send handwritten notes. And I got a set of cards that I think people will love if you love to read or you love to write. It's called the Bibliophile Notes, Bibliophile Book Stacks, and it's a delightful set of cards. It's 11 bucks. It's 20 cards. There's no text. But on the cover, there are these colorful illustrations of book stacks Mm. in different themes. So there's mysteries, poetry, journeys and adventure, nature and animals, science fiction. And the stacks are really good. Of the ones where I know the books, I'm like, wow, Uh this is a really good stack. I'm going to take some notes on what's in the science fiction stack. For someone who loves books, they're just really fun to look at. And I will say these are like small and inexpensive notes. These are not large, heavy cards. This is like a casual note. But I got one in the mail, and I was so delighted by it Mm. that I hunted them down and got myself an entire box. And I'm so excited to sort of like (laughs) send notes. Yeah, I'm gonna, and it's like I know you love cookbooks, so I'm gonna send you the cookbook one, or I know you love mysteries, so I'll send you the mysteries one. It's just like that little you you love personalization. I do. It's that little easy personalization, and they're just they're just very pleasing. Oh, nice. So I will put a link in the show notes. But Alyssa, speaking of sending things in the mail, I heard that you got the gift I sent. So in episode 361, we talked about how Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022, was like a great day to celebrate the minor holiday of Tuesday Yes, and to celebrate your twosome. And Alyssa, you are one of my most important twosomes. And so I was very pleased with myself, I have to say, with the cleverness of my Tuesday gift. So explain what what you got. (laughs) Well, you sent me two gifts, and the first yeah. one, which was very clever, was a two-two for Nacho. Yeah. Yes. So this amazing <laughs> pink, again, not something I ever thought I would be delighting in, a two-two <laughs> for my dog. <laughs> but I was absolutely delighted and love that it's a two-two, of course. Right. Very clever. Right. Super fun. But then I sent you a serious gift, too, because yes. that was just... That I had to say, like, something weird is going to come in the mail. And yeah. it's for me if you're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> so fun. And then, uh, yeah, the serious gift you sent was your memento journal, which I love. And yeah. Gretchen, I have given that to people as a gift. Yes. So I love getting it for myself. And if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's based on something you had in childhood, sort of inspired yes. by, that our grandparents gave you. But it's a journal that with pockets and you can put things yep. into it. Like 
ticket stubs. I, I was kind of thinking maybe you do like season one, season two or something like that. And you put in papers and ticket stubs and mementos oh, I and love menus that and idea. pictures or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. And you sent me an amazing salt lamp <laughs> and a salt t-shirt for my, I got two gifts for my Tuesday. So yeah. So just to remind people, Gretch, that your word of the year is salt. Oh, yes. You know, I love a theme. So I you was... love and they were very on theme. So yeah. yes. I, I have my fabulous ketchup t-shirt because I love ketchup, but salt is even more appropriate. So yes. thank you so much. I love Tuesday. Yes. And now for an interview. We are very excited to be talking to Karen Walrand. Karen is a writer, photographer, and activism and leadership coach, among other things. I first got to know Karen years and years ago when we would run into each other at blogging conferences. I knew her through her blog, Chukalunks. We both started way back. She wrote a best-selling book, The Beauty of Different Observations of a Confident Misfit, and now she has a new book, The Lightmaker's Manifesto, How to Work for Change Without Losing Your Joy, helps us identify the skills, gifts, values, and actions that bring us joy, pinpoint the causes that spark our empathy and concern, and then put it all together to change the world. Hi, Karen. Hey, it's so good to see you guys. Oh, it's so great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely my pleasure. I'm so happy to see you. It's been way too long, and uh, <laughs> just getting to bask in you is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so long. Okay, Karen, back in 2017, when Hurricane Harvey struck Houston, you and your family were hit very hard. Yeah. And that experience ultimately led you to write this book. So tell us what happened. Yeah, in 2017, we Hurricane Harvey hit the Gulf Coast, hit Texas. And we all thought here, by all, I mean, we in Houston all thought, There'll be some rain. There'll probably be some flooding because yeah. we flood. We're we're a, we're flooding people. Yes, but nothing too bad. Nothing too horrible. And it was going to south of us anyway. It was going to Corpus Christi, which is about two hundred miles south of us. So you know, we stocked up on like chips and alcohol, and you know, figured <laughs> we're in for like a day or two, right? And right. That's it, you know. And it turned. It hit. It hit Corpus Christi, and then it turned. And that's when it came to Houston, and just all hell broke loose. Yeah. And so. We, at the time, were living in a one-story house um, on the land that I'm talking to you on right now, and we flooded for about two weeks. Water was in our house, and so oh, we wow. ended up losing everything and oh, demolishing wow. the house and rebuilding. And it was it was so weird, because we, we don't live in a flood zone, so that tells you how bad it is. This place never, wow. ever flooded, even though Houston mm. does flood. And of course, my experience in Harvey, I thought of so many people who sort of just got up and did things and helped. Mm -hmm. And it was, it just sort of reinforced my idea that activism doesn't necessarily mean that you're protesting, that you're, you know, that you're in, in harm's way necessarily. But that there are a lot of different ways to approach it. Absolutely. One of the things I loved about your book was I love a manifesto. Um, I, <laughs> I think, I, I just think they're just this, uh, such a great exercise and sort of crystallizing thought. And you have a great manifesto. Would you read your manifesto? Yeah, absolutely. I know it sort of sums up the whole book, but it is a great It is. And I agree with you. I think everybody should have a manifesto. Right? I, no matter who you are, I yes. think you need one. Multiple. Um, so this was one that I wrote actually to, to um, it comes at the end of the book, really. Yes. And it's to help get people started on writing their own. So right. to make it their own. So I wrote, I believe we are interconnected. I believe peace is the true way for change. I listen. I honor my own inner wisdom. I name my gifts, those which I hold in trusteeship, knowing they are my superpowers. My different is beautiful. 
My privileges afford me the power to help those who are powerless. When I fall, I rise, moving through any doubt I have in my abilities because I have evidence to suggest otherwise. I am self-compassionate. I love fiercely and I refuse to succumb to hate, acrimony, or fury. I believe joy, kindness, and celebration are acts of resistance. I dream of a better world and aspire to join in the march toward its attainment. I blaze with courage and conviction. I am called to action. I am a light maker. And when you when you sat down to write that, did it sort of pour out of you because it was sort of the culmination of everything in the book? Or did you really labor over it? Because it feels like a lot of those verbs were very carefully chosen. Like, <laughs> was there a lot of wordsmithing to it? Or was it more just a, an outpouring? It was more an outpouring. Of, it, I wrote it pretty much at the end of writing the book. So by mm-hmm. then I had really sort of wordsmithed a lot of things already right. in the book. So yeah, that probably took I don't know, 10 minutes at that point. After to, having to written the whole book. You After having written the entire book. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and the title of the book is Lightmaker's Manifesto, and it's divided into four lightmaking sections, Clearing, mm. Tinder, Spark, and Fire and Light. What are mm. each of these steps and why are they necessary? The first thing that happened is I sort of had an idea of what I wanted to write and what I wanted, to, you know, I had like an outline. Mm-hmm. And then I picked people that I wanted to interview, right, to, that I thought embodied what my outline was and quickly found out that my outline wasn't entirely accurate, right? Mm. There were certain things about it that I had assumed. For example, I assumed that some of these really prolific and really committed activists had a plan, right? Like Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, they said, this is my cause and Mm. I'm going to do this and then this and then this and this, sort of like what you would do if you were starting a business kind of thing. And to a person, they all were like, oh no, I had no plan. I just sort Mm -hmm. of dove in and saw what needed to happen and learned where I needed to. So so they helped kind of shape what the book was going to look like. And then I decided, well, I've always loved the metaphor of light. I'm a photographer. So yeah, light is really, really important to me. So I started thinking, well, what could I use as a metaphor for really what they've been looking for? And first of all, I don't camp. I'm not a camper. I, I <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, you know, there's a reason I went to college is so I didn't have to sleep outside, right? Like, I was like, <laughs> I, why would I ever camp? But sort of, I started really thinking about how do you make a fire? Like, how uh-huh. do you do a campfire? And so I went and I actually researched how to make a fire because I'm like, I know how I would do it and it probably is completely wrong. But, and it was this whole sort of idea of for the first thing that you do is that you gather sort of tinder, right? And you gather sort of the fuel. And for me, that meant looking and doing some introspection into your own life and figuring out what do you already have for fuel? Mm. What are sort of the gifts and the talents that you already have? And then you have a spark, Right. So a lot of that, and that spark could be the thing that sort of motivates you to action, right? And sort of what is the thing that the cause that you really feel caught to do? So then you start gathering the fire, right? Like you start, you light the fire, you light the spark, the, the fire sort of comes, right? And so that can be the people that you work with, that you're connected with, um, the people that you help, uh, that help you do it, that your star collective, the people that you rely on for your advice. And then light is sort of tending, right? Because the fire will go out if you don't tend it. Mm-hmm. And that can be self-compassion. And that can and, and that can be about celebration and celebrating right. gratitude as you make progress. So for me, it was it sort of was a really good arc to kind of explain exactly what you're doing when you're tapping into what 
you are already wired to do because it's what you what lights you up and how can you use that to serve right because that's one of your themes is like how do you do it while holding on to joy and and while not burning out so that's a big theme which is the fire but you don't want a fire that blazes so brightly that then it just burns itself out that's exactly right and i think a lot of people i've heard people say well there's no way to do this without and hold on to your joy right like mm-hmm. that, that's that and and i get that instinct because the fact is we don't get into activism because things are great right like right, right. we get into it because mm-hmm. something is deeply wrong or deeply mm-hmm. heartbreaking or really really ticking you off and anger can be a great motivation right? But I argue that anger is really the spark, right? Anger is the thing ah. that makes ah. you go, it's not the fuel, mm-hmm. right? Right? It's the, it's the thing that will get you moving, but you can't sustain that, right? Like right. if the sparks don't aren't sustaining, you have to continue to put fuel. And that is doing the thing that you love to do already, because that will help you maintain your joy. It's connecting with other people. And then also understanding that there's a rhythm to it, that it's not something that you just go, 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 go the entire time. At some point, you have to stop and take a breath and sort of regather your energy and go back in. And it's a real rhythm to how you should approach activism so that you don't burn out. Right. I love that metaphor. Yeah, it's it works so perfectly. Thank you. So, Karen, we love to ask our guests if they have a try this at home suggestion for listeners. Do you have a, a try this at home suggestion for being happier, healthier, more productive, <laughs> or more creative? I do. I actually do. And it's I talk about it a little bit in the book. So the first thing that anybody who knows anything about me knows that I'm huge in journaling. Like I'm a really yeah. big journaler, uh-huh. right? Like you had like and and not as a sort of dear diary spill your emotion thing, but really as a tool mm-hmm. of introspection. And so one thing that I uh, suggest people do if they're not in a habit of journaling is asking themselves three questions every morning. Mm-hmm. And the three questions are, how can I feel connected today? Right? How, how can I connect with other people? Mm-hmm. And that could be anything from a call to somebody you haven't heard from in whatever, for however long, or it could be just sending an email thanking someone, right? But how can I connect with someone? How can I feel healthy today? So Mm. that can be anything from a hard workout at the gym, to a disco nap, to, (laughs) you know, two minutes of meditation, to drinking more water, whatever it is that when they think about it, that their body is telling them that they need, or mine, it could be I'm going to take a media break today, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is that makes you feel healthy. And then the final question is, how can I feel purposeful today? What Mm -hmm. is something I can do to help give back? And it can be everything from, you know, making a cake for somebody who's having a hard time to donating money to a cause to to donating your time for a cause. Right. And how can I do that? And I suggest people do that for say 20 to 21 days. Mm. And often what happens, and you literally write it out, like no, nothing lofty, no, don't worry about grammar, just write out the answers to those three questions. How can I feel connected? How can I feel healthy? How can I feel purposeful? And then at the end of 21 days, see what comes up as far as, oh, you know what, this is a cause that's really important to me, or this is something I, I find that I'm doing a lot because it feels right. How can I use that to serve? And it's it's like a glimpse into what might be the way that you can make light yourself. Well, that's wonderful. Thank that. you so much, Karen. We so appreciate oh, yes. getting the chance to talk to you. Oh, such a pleasure. Great seeing your sweet face again. That's lovely <laughs> meeting you too. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Gretch, coming up, you have a card-related gold star. But first, this break. Do 
Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, Elizabeth, it is time for Demerits and Gold Stars, and this is an even-numbered episode, which means it's your turn to talk about a demerit. Yeah, so Gretchen, my demerit is that I have not restarted my monthly Mahjong game. Mm. So I had, I've talked about it on the podcast, for a good amount of time, every month I got together with the same three people, there were four of us, and played Mahjong, and it was such a joy in my life. Yes. I absolutely loved of it. And then, you know, the pandemic happened and everybody was home. And for a long time we played online, but I think everybody just got so sick of Zooming that that just fell away. And now I think it's time to restart the game. And we've sort of texted back and forth like, hey, we should play again. Oh yeah. yeah, When are we going to start? But you know, it's hard to restart something. And everybody feels busy and it's hard to commit to a day and it's just easier to let another week pass and go, oh, let's do it after the holidays. Oh, well, let's after spring break. Yeah. But I know that if I do it, I'm going to be so happy. And also it really it's another human connection, bonding, which you know how much I love that. So that's my demerit. Well, hopefully like, you know, as so often happens by giving yourself the demerit, you kind of actually kickstart the process of dealing with with it. But I will say this is something you put your finger on something that I think is very mysterious, but that I noticed a lot, especially when I was working on better than before, that a lot of times starting over is harder than starting. You would think that starting over would be easier because mm-hmm. you're sort of already in a groove. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like there's a kind of an energy or, or like a start an ignition fire to starting and starting over is often I think people are often surprised by how it's tricky. 
Yeah, it's a weird phenomenon, and I'm aware yeah. of it because you've talked about it before, yeah. and I do recognize that it's definitely true for me. So yeah, I need to, as you said, now that I've stated my demerit, yes. the whole point is to fix it. So, And maybe you just need to decide that you're the one that has to herd the cat. Ah, yes. Let's pick the yes. date. Let's pick... March 21st yes, or like the yes. spring equinox and, yes. and we'll do it. That's a good and idea. We... I'm going to use the calendar of catalysts for my Mahjong game. And it's that whole thing like, let's put a date on the calendar and if we have to move it, we'll move it. But at least we have yes. a date to make sure that it doesn't just slip, slip, slip. I will do that. Gretch, what is your gold star? Well, speaking of cards and speaking of letting dates slip, I want to give a just like a general gold star to people. Mm -hmm. Because one thing that I noticed this year, and I think it's a very positive change, is like, it used to be that all the holiday cards would arrive in a rush, right? You'd get mm -hmm. stacks and stacks. And they'd basically all be done. You'd get them all by December 24th or something. And this year, it seems like people have just taken the attitude like, you get what you get whenever. Uh -huh. I'm setting these out at some point. Yeah. They're not making a big effort to hit a particular date. I have these things coming in couple every week. Yeah. We send out Valentine's cards, so we're always in February. And I think it's great. I think that there's no reason to think that you have to hit a particular date, and it probably makes it much more stressful for people at a very yes. busy time. And it's like, if, if it takes another five days, if it takes another week, it, I think there's a lot of value in doing it, but giving ourselves grace and flexibility in terms of when they actually go out. And I think it's kind of fun to have them arrive more slowly because you sort of appreciate them more, I think. So yes. I give a gold star to the changing philosophy of <laughs> mailing holiday cards. It's it's a vague gold star, but, I, but it's a big one. Yeah, and a lot of people are doing New Year's cards. They're not even trying for the Christmas yes. or Hanukkah. It's New Year's, which makes sense. And I think that's a great idea, too. It's like more holidays for all. Use the calendar. Yes. Send, a, send a summer solstice. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> let's, let's go for it. The resources for this week. We talked about turning Discouragement Day into Determination Day for February 15th. And along those lines, I am creating a series of jump starts. Mm. So I know when Whenever we talk to people like, what are you working on in 2022? One of the things that people talk about most is movement. So the first jump start, I'm doing a whole series of jump starts, but the first jump start is for movement, however you want to incorporate movement. And each jump start will be a cluster of tools that you can use. You can pick what you want or you can use them all. There'll be a free SMS challenge, which is prompts for seven days to help you get moving, a free PDF worksheet to help you know yourself better and customize your routine so it works better, tips for using the Happier app. Again, you can use my app, the Happier app, to help you stick to your habits. Going to do Instagram live conversations to talk about ideas, and then also suggestions for tools because sometimes a great tool can make it easier or more pleasant to hold a habit. So you can check out the jumpstart and browse through the tools if you go to happiercast.com slash movement, because the first jumpstart is for movement. Oh, cool. Elizabeth, what are we reading? I am still listening to Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. And I am reading Deaf Utopia by Niall DeMarco. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Use the calendar of Catalyst. Let us know if you tried it, what date you picked, and if you have any suggestions for dates to add to our calendar. We are we want lots of dates. Thanks to Karen Walrand. You can read her book, The Lightmaker's Manifesto. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. 
Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And you know what I'm going to say, because I say it every week. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. Word of mouth is how people discover our show. And it also helps if you rate, review, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. So, Elizabeth, I have to ask, how did Nacho like wearing a tutu? Oh, Gretch, having a little problem getting it on him. It's <laughs> I have to wait till he's really tired. So far, I've oh. had a, not easy to get it around him. I got to say, Barnaby does not like a costume. He just he's, gives us these baleful looks whenever we try. But it's We so... love him, but yes, them not so I want to see a photo. <laughs> yes, I send you a photo. Cuteness overload. Yeah, right. <laughs> From the Onward Project.